Well, I've got a word for you tonight. Is that okay? Y'all ready for it? All right. Let's just jump right in. We call this Wednesday night dive because we like to dive into the scriptures and we like to dive deep. Amen. And so we're just going to dive right in tonight. So um, I've been thinking about what did I want to talk about tonight. Didn't really know all of you guys would be here. So that's a bonus for me. I'm excited about that. Um, and if I, if I get off track a little bit, it's because, you know, I've lost some sleep over the last several days, you know, wedding preparations. Amen. All right. It's, it's, it's coming fast. It is. So I wanted to ask you a question. Did you ever, you're reading the word, you read across the scripture and like you just can't get past it. It catches your attention and you just go back and you read it again and read it again. And it just, you know, you, you, it just comes to your memory and you just can't get over it. You, you keep going back to it, right? You ever have one of those? I remember Brother Hagen was, one time he was telling a story about when he first, he was still in the bed when he was a teenager, and, and he had just really gotten a hold of the Word and really had just gotten saved and was beginning to receive revelation about what the Word said. And he could just barely pick up his Bible, but he, he picked his Bible up and he said, well, I'm just going to start in Matthew. Because it seemed like the best place to start, right? And so he started reading in Matthew, and he was just reading Matthew. And, and he would read verses, and he'd go, yeah, yes, yes, I agree with that. I understand that. I get that. I agree with that. And then he got to some place, and something he read, it didn't make sense to him. He didn't, he didn't get it. And it didn't, it didn't register with him, and it didn't seem right. And he said, well, I just, can't, I just can't agree with that. That's just too far-fetched. I just, that's just too weird. I can't, I can't get in agreement with that. So he skipped on over it and he kept reading some more. But then from that point beyond, he just couldn't receive any revelation. Like, he hit a, he hit a wall. And he kept trying to read and read and read and, it, and nothing made sense. And it just, it just wasn't coming to light. And the Lord spoke to him and said, go back to that thing that you disagreed with and get in agreement with it. You may not understand it all the way, but get in agreement with it. Because how many of you know the Word doesn't lie? And all of it's true. All of it's true. And so he went back and, and he, he found that place where he was out of agreement and he, started, he just stayed there. He didn't try to read anything past that. He just kept reading that over and over and over for several days. And all of a sudden, it started coming alive to him. And he, he got into agreement with him. And then after that, you know, he says the floodgates of the Word just opened for him. Amen? And so sometimes when we find a scripture like that, we need to stay on it. And we need to dig into it. We need to figure out what it is that we need to learn from it. And so I, I try to make it a rule that when I come to something like that, I either say, you know, Father, I don't understand this, but I'm going to agree with it because it's your word. And, and I'll just get revelation for it later. But I agree with it. I'm not going to disagree with your word. Right? Or I stay on it until I get that revelation and I just don't move. Amen? Amen. So we have to do that sometime. I want to show you a scripture tonight that was kind of like that for me. And uh, I'm going to read it to you. You guys, if you have your Bible, and you should. And a notebook and a pen, because um, 
you know, taking some notes. Turn to uh, Ephesians 3.14. I'm just going to start in 14, but we'll get to the particular verse I'm talking about. Ephesians 3, verse 14. It says, For this reason I bow my knee before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory He may grant to you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being. So I want to pay attention to that phrase. Strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being. Verse 17, So that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all fullness of God. Verse 20, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, which means far more and abundantly than all that we can ask or think, According to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. All right? So first I want to start with the part that, that expresses the power of God. Look how powerful he is. We serve a powerful God. Amen? He has no boundaries. He has no limits. He can... I wrote this down. He can do, undo, overdo, extra do, and super do anything. <laughs> Way beyond our human comprehension, right? More than we can ever imagine. Where man stops is where God starts. Where our imagination stops, man, his is just infinite. Amen? And so I was thinking about exceedingly, abundantly more, it says that. That means God dares to do impossible things to our mind. Unthinkable things. Like we can't even think that far, that big. Right? And so that, that little phrase, exceeding abundant, exceedingly abundantly. Um, I was thinking about some of the exceedingly abundant things that he did in the, in the Bible. You know, like creating the universe. That's a pretty exceeding abundant thing, right? I mean, he, he opened highways across the Red Sea, and he, he tapped on a rock and fed, I mean, gave water to three and a half million people for like 40 years. That, that's, that's an exceeding abundant thing, right? He did amazing. He, he shut the mouth of lions and, and saved young men from burning in a fire. He just did stuff that we couldn't think of, that we would have never thought of, right? And, I mean, Jesus was born of a virgin. We would never think of that. That's too weird. That's too far beyond what we would imagine, right? But he is the exceedingly abundant specialist, right? I want you to turn to Isaiah 40. You can keep your finger right there where we were. We're going to come back there in a minute. But look at Isaiah 40, verse 12. Here's how big. I just want us to get an idea how big God is. Isaiah 40, verse 12. 
It says, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? All of the water that you can imagine is right in the hollow of God's hand. It says, or with the breath of his hand marked off the heaven. Now, the, the breath of his hand is, is called a span. The span of his hand. And, and a span is about nine inches. On mine, it wouldn't be nine inches. But from the tip of your thumb to the tip of your little finger, that's the span of your hand. About nine inches. And God holds the whole universe. The whole universe... He measured it by the span of one hand. He's big. It says, Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket or weighed the mountains on the scales and the hills in a balance? Have you ever weighed your breakfast, you know, to make sure you get the right calories? You got one of those little scales, you know, and you put your, you put your whatever you're eating on there and you make sure you weigh it. And it, it no, no. Think about God weighing the mountains on a scale. He's huge. He's big. He's powerful. Right? And He can do exceedingly, abundantly more than we can even imagine. Go back to that Ephesians 3.20. That's the verse I want to focus on tonight. Ephesians 3 and that verse 20. I'll just read it one more time. It says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than all we can ask or think, according to the power that worketh within us. According to the power that worketh within us. In a a different translation I'll read, it says, Glory belongs to God, whose power is at work in us. And by this power, He can do infinitely more than we ask or imagine. Another, uh, it's the Weymouth uh, New Testament translation. It says, Now to him who, in exercise of his power that is at work within us, is able to do infinitely beyond all of our highest prayers or thoughts. That's good. And so I want to focus on that according to the power at work within us part. Because that's the part that, People skip over that part. And I, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, and it reminded me about, you know, some, some learning about this verse. And so, you know, that God is big enough to do exceedingly abundantly part, it sounds real good. And we, all, we, we, we usually focus on that. Oh, my God's so big, He can do anything. See, watch Him. Watch Him do something. But then it says according to the power that works within us. And, and we, don't, we don't really pay attention to that part. And so, power at work within us is the part that really caught my attention. So what does that mean? Power that works within us. So we're going to break it down real quick, okay? That word, we're, we're talking about according to the power at work within us. So according, that word according is a Greek word, kata. And it means, it's, it's a preposition denoting a motion or a diffusion or direction from a higher to a lower. That's what it means. 
So according means something's being diffused from higher to lower. Right? It actually means down from a higher to a lower plane. Amen? And so you don't have to turn here, but in Matthew nine twenty-seven it says this, And when Jesus departed... Uh, Two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he came to the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? And they said, Yea, Lord, yes, Lord, yes. And then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And so that word according, it... It denotes an action that's about to take place. Something's about to come down. Something's about to be diffused. It's not a forced action, though. It's a response from, an, from inside of us. His faith. His faith activated this diffusion that was about to come down. Right? So, according is the motion down. And then the next word, power, according to the power, that's dunamis power. We all heard that word before, right? Dunamis power, that's might, strength, mighty works, physical power, force. It's energy, powerful deeds, physical, marvelous works. Amen? It says... Power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature, or which a person or thing exerts and put forth. Very specifically, it means the power of performing miracles. Miracle working power. Mountain moving power. Devil stomping power. Amen? Overcoming power is what that power is. That's power. This is the kind of power we're talking about. So according is, uh, here it comes, and here it just told us what kind of power it is. Okay? So then the next part, at work, according to the power at work. So that, that word work, enagio. Enagio, right? I have to look over here to my uh, Hebrew scholar over here. It means to energize, working in a situation that brings it from one stage or one point to the next. It's kind of like an electrical current energizing a wire, bringing that that electric force into a light bulb. That's That's the word work. Work. Okay? And then within, it just means in a condition in which something operates from the inside. So, inside a person, inside a nature, inside your soul, right? So, within. So, you could say, I wrote this funny thing down. You can laugh at me, but it says this. God has diffused inside of me miracle-working, mountain-moving, devil-stomping power in me, that power is accomplishing way more than I can ever imagine. Amen? And so most people, let's just think about most people. Think about at your job or, you know, just out in the world. Most people, 
live an outside-in life. They're living an outside-in life. Amen? Everything that I need is somewhere out there. Everything that will help me is somewhere out there. The government has it. Or my family has it. Or my job has it. Right? Or my boss has it. Or even God has it, but it's out there somewhere. God's got what I need, but it's out there somewhere. And I just need it in here. It's out there and I need it in here. That's, that's outside-in living. Right? But if you are born again, raise your hand if that's you. If you are spirit-filled with the Holy Ghost, raise your hand if that's you. <laughs> you ought not be living an outside-in life. Right? You ought not be looking outside to find what you need to help you on the inside. Not counting on the world to solve all your problems, to fix the things that need fixing in your life, to receive victory and solutions. Stop looking out there. Because the power of God is working where? Inside. We need to be living inside out. Not outside in. Inside out living. And once we start to understand what inside out living is, then we understand more about what Jesus was saying when he said the kingdom of God is within you. And I promised you guys that we're going to talk about the kingdom and what the kingdom is. Austin's working on that for us. But I'm going to, I'm going to kick it off a little tonight because the kingdom is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. Luke 17, 21. Luke 17, verse 20 and 21. It says, Some of the Pharisees asked Jesus, When will the kingdom of God come? And Jesus answered, God's kingdom is coming, but not in a way that you will be able to see it with your eyes. People will not say, Look! Here it is, or there it is, because God's kingdom is within you. God's kingdom is within you. And so the, the implication of that verse is that if Jesus is in you, Jesus Christ is in you, He is the person of the kingdom. Amen? And He lives in us by faith. This is all connected. Faith and the kingdom and within and all this, okay? So let's just think for just a minute. If we are a three-part being, we are, right? Spirit, we, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body, right? We're a three-part being. We cannot, while we're living on this earth, alive right here, we cannot separate our spirit and soul and body. We're one. We're, we're one unit. Amen? Our spirit, our soul, our body is one unit. Right? You can't take your spirit out for a minute and hang it up and let your body go over here and do something on its own. Right? You're one unit. And the Bible says that the kingdom of God is in here. In here, 
point to your body and say, the kingdom is in here. Because we think about the kingdoms in our spirit. But the kingdom is in your body. Because you can't take your spirit out of your body. While your spirit's living in your body, you're one unit. The spirit, the kingdom of God is in here. In here. Working in here. I don't walk around and do my job and just hang my spirit up and I'll get back to you later. I got to go over here and, you know, whatever. No, the kingdom of God is in you. In you. Right? And so if Jesus lives and walks in you, raise your hand again. Is Jesus in you, walking in you? And the Holy Spirit has filled you come upon you and then filled you, that's me, then the power is there. The power, the power is in there. The power, the power to multiply loaves and fishes is in you. Right? The, the power to walk on water is in you. But see, we think too small. We think too small. But the same power that walked on the water with Peter is in you. The power to heal the sick and raise the dead is right there in you. We don't have to, you know, wait around till God's ready to give us the power to lay hands on the sick. No, it's in you. It's in us. Right? All of the things Jesus said, the things you've seen me do, you can do. And even more things. Even greater. He said even greater. Right? How's that possible? Because that power is in you. You're walking around with it in you. Amen? It's available. It's ready to do something. It's like this untapped thing that we walk around with and we just don't do anything with it. We need to do, do something with it, right? Every problem, every situation, every circumstance, the solution is in you already, right? We've got to stop looking at the world. We've got to stop living outside in. We've got to start living inside out. It's what Paul was saying when he said, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. How can you do all things? What does all things mean? Well, all things except for these things. It didn't mean that. All things is all things. How can you do all things? You can't. But the power in you can. Right? You have... The same power in you that raised Jesus from the dead. The same power when Jesus spoke to the tomb and told Lazarus to come out, you have that same power. I mean, we talk about superheroes and stuff, you know, and Marvel and all the other ones. (laughs) Keith. You know, I wish I could fly. I wish I could, you know, transport myself. I wish I could uh, have x-ray vision or whatever all the other ones have, right? 
super strength, super speed. I wish I could be like Ant-Man, Spider-Man, and all the other, you know. We look at these superheroes and we think, that'd be amazing. Did you know you have way more power than that right on the inside of you? Don't you think if it was necessary that the power of God could shrink you down to a little size of an ant and then make you get big again? Why don't we see that happening? Well, first of all, that's probably not necessary for something in our life. But we limit God. We don't even think He, you know, is great enough, big enough to do something unimaginable like that. And yet, where do you think people got these ideas? Right? Hallelujah. God has no limits. God has no restrictions except one. One. He has one. He has no restrictions except one. And that's us. That's us. We restrict His power working in us. The power that's already there, it's there. The same power Jesus had is right there in you. And we restrict that power from working. We restrict it by what we believe and what we say. What we think and what we say puts a big restriction. Ephesians 1.19 says, And what is the exceeding greatness of His power to usward who believe according to the working of His mighty power? And then Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. All that extreme creative power that God has given us, that's available inside of us, I mean, He holds the whole water of the whole universe in, right in the palm of His hand. And he, he measured the whole universe with the span of His hand. He created everything with just a word. He said, light be and light was, with a word. That is some power. And yet, our teeny tiny, ugly little tongue, everybody stick them out, All that amazing power and our itty-bitty tiny tongue can restrict all that power from working in us. Right? That's pretty sad. We misuse our tongue. Amen? Everything that's available to us is right there. And we restrict it with what we say and what we think. What we believe. We limit our thinking and we speak doubt and unbelief and then all that power can't work. It just can't work. The power is limited by our doubtful thinking and our doubtful speaking. Right? Isaiah 55, 11. It says, My word shall not return unto me void, 
but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Look, every word that God spoke is, number one, backed up by His faith, and number two, it is as full of power as the day that He said it. It has not lost any power. There's a song again, now I'm going to be like Mindy and start singing. But it has never lost its power. Amen? So when you believe the Word, and your faith comes into agreement with that Word, and the power of that Word is released in you, the Holy Spirit goes into action, and then that Word explodes into the natural realm and becomes a reality in your life. I, I wrote that down. I'm going to say it again. I want to read it again because that's the main point of what I'm trying to say tonight. When you believe the Word, everybody got your Word in your hand, right? That's the Word of all-powerful God right there. When you believe that word, any of that word, and it all is true, when you believe it and your faith comes together with His faith, the power of that word is released where? On the inside of you, it's released, and then the Holy Spirit can go into action because you've released that power for Him to move and then that word will explode into this natural realm and do what it is set out to do. Amen? I mean, that's what happened when we were born again, right? That's exactly what happened when we received Jesus as our Savior. You heard the word. You heard, you heard a verse. You heard a gospel testimony. You heard a word and you believed it. You believed that word, you spoke it in faith, and then the power of the Holy Spirit was released and transformed your dead man into a living creation. Amen? That's a miracle. People take it lightly. They take salvation lightly. It's not something to be taken lightly. It is a miracle. It's a transformation. And it it, is, it goes into operation by releasing our faith, that power on the inside. Right? His Word can save you, and that same Word, that same operation that saves us, can accomplish everything else for you. Everything else for you. Healing finance, spiritual growth, right? Or more practical thing, a new job, a new car, restoration of relationship. It's no different than salvation. Why have we made salvation so easy and all this other stuff so hard? Right? It's the same power. Whatever you need today, you just speak the word of life and blessing. Amen? Your words begin to affect a change in the natural realm. And 
eventually you'll see a manifestation of that. It's just that simple. Right? You have the power already inside you to affect that change in your life. You don't have to beg God. You don't have to tarry. Right? The power is in you. And it's time for us to start living inside out. Instead of looking out there or waiting on God to to do what He's already done and waiting on Him to give you the power to do what He's already given you the power to do. He's put the power there already. It's already in you. There's people out there that need the gospel. There's lost people in the world. How many of you are excited about our compassion team? We've got a team coming, putting it together. We're going to hit the streets and we're going to see lost people saved. But there's people that will say, well, I don't really have the skill. I don't really, I don't feel like I'm qualified to go out and reach lost people. There's people lost and dying and going to hell. And we all have the power already in us to go out and preach the gospel. That power is in us to preach the gospel. There's people that need healing. But people will say, well, I just, you know, that's not my gift. And, and I just, I don't know, I don't feel right doing that. And, and there's people that will die from some disease, some sickness, or spend their life suffering. And we have the, we have the power in us already. It's not us. It's not us, it's the power in us. But we got to be bold enough to use that power that's in us. You can't, you can't just sit around and say, well, one day I'll be good enough. Right? The power's already in you. You have mountains in your way. Everybody has something that comes along. And you sit there for years and years and... I just need this mountain to move out of my way. And you have mountain moving power living in you. It says, according to the power that works in you. Right? And you got the devil harassing you. The devil harassing people. Well, you know, one day this devil will stop bothering me. He'll just go away at some point, I guess. And you have devil-resisting power on the inside of you. And it's just sitting there waiting. Just, come on, let's get him. The power is there. Just, come on, just speak the word and I got him. Right? But we don't, we don't believe it. And we speak words of doubt and we put a, a chokehold on that power. Right? It's time to put the power to work. The Holy Ghost is in you. He's waiting on us. He's waiting on us to believe it and to say it. Right? He's waiting on us. We always hear people say, I'm waiting, on, I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God to do something in my life. I'm just, I'm just waiting on God to, to make a move. He's made a move. 
He put the Holy Spirit inside of you. He gave you the power. And He gave you this little ugly tongue so you could speak. Come on now. I'm going to read it one more time. It says, Now to Him who in exercise of His power that is at work within us is able to do infinitely beyond all of our highest prayers and thoughts. I don't know about you guys, but I can pray big. I can pray big. But this verse is telling me to pray bigger. Pray bigger than you think you can pray. I can think big. This, this says beyond our highest prayers and thoughts. I can think big. How many of you can think big? I can think real big. I mean, I can let my imagination go. I can think big, but this verse says I need to be thinking bigger. Beyond what I can imagine. Because there's no limit to what God can do. We limit Him. Right? I can talk big. Y'all know I can talk big, right? I can talk big. I can talk about the kingdom. I can talk, ab- I can talk big. But this verse says, the kingdom of God is working in me and I ought to be talking bigger than I talk even now. Do not limit God by what you say. Stop saying junk that, look, stop saying junk that you don't want to happen in your life. Say what you want to happen in your life. Right? That, 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 that's not lying to yourself. People will say, well, I just can't lie to myself. If I'm sick, I'm sick. No! Speak against that sickness. Tell that sickness what the Word says. And the power, when you do that, it releases that power that's living on the inside of you. Amen? It's time for us to start praying. It's time for us to start believing. It's time for us to start speaking power, speaking authority, what we were just singing. I have the authority. I think we need to sing it again, Kaylee. I have the authority that Jesus has given me. We sing these songs, you know, same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us, lives in us, and and but we don't even know what we're saying, right? The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. That means I don't care what is trying to come against me. I don't care what the wimpy, empty devil is trying to do to me. He can't do it. Because I have authority given me by Jesus. He is in me and it says He walks in me. He walks in me. That doesn't mean I pick Him up in the morning and take Him with me and put Him down at night. He's in me. He's with me. We've got to start living that way. We've got to start looking around at the things around us and, and being bold. I, I think about Smith Wigglesworth and, Wigglesworth and you know, he... He would just pick dead people up and slam them up against the wall and tell them to walk. How? How could he think he could do something like that? He knew the power that was in him. It wasn't anything about him. He was not anything more special 
than you. But he knew the power that was in him. And you may not go tomorrow and pick up a dead man and bring him back to life. You've got to build your faith to that. But do something. Begin to use that power for something. Don't just let it stay in there dormant for your whole life and do nothing. Don't let the devil just keep messing with you because he doesn't have a right. He doesn't have a right. You have authority by opening up your mouth. Your mouth. Your mouth.